0: This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the fight in. It's the fight, fight in. It's the
2: fight in. It's the fight in. A camo It's season nine, episode twelve of the Fight Court podcast. Today I'm joined by Ricky. What's up? And got flown his filth all right mate uh you've worked out already <laughs> a, bit, that... a, bit, a bit a bit seedy yeah all right well it was a bit seedy wasn't it yeah i don't know why i did that <laughs> i don't know why i did it i'm
3: uh, lying on my bed why you yeah i'm lying on my bed clothed or i'm um, clothed but you know Marvin have to sing songs lying on the sofa to kind of get his vocals open so i thought i'd give it a go for the podcast
2: so you got lying on the on your back right now.
3: Um, kind of set up. So like when you have you got like wank, you kind of like we, we never tug. You're not normally like upright. We normally like almost like seventy
2: degrees angle. <laughs> Unless you're Ricky who, who lays flat on the floor, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> Straight into the blanket.
3: Don't overdo Yeah, no, no, I'm
2: feeling
4: I'm feeling that seventy degrees. Yeah, yeah.
2: Rick, that's not what you did. We talked about this. You lie all you flat with your back your head on the floor as well.
4: No, no. No, no, no. It's never been on the floor. <laughs>
2: you, you, you take all of your clothes off and you lie down on the floor of your back
4: And uh, and I uh, light candles as well, scented candles.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's um who was it the I noticed I think it was Bardi who said he used to splay splay out page three. In front of him, while he was on his knees, <laughs> was it? Was it him?
4: It probably like a, sounds like him.
2: It's like a hostage victim on his knees. He'd take, um, he he'd, he'd spend months cutting page threes. and then every every now and then, probably every every evening just before bed, he'd treat himself to splailing out every page three that he'd picked up, frantically knocking one out as he looked at every looked at every one of the models in their eyes. <laughs> cut out. um you've probably worked out by now that uh we're doing a Skype pod and the reason is because uh my car just packed in on me on on as I was driving to London uh luckily I left home you know only 10 minutes into my journey but yeah so I got stuck here back home and uh and and so we're on Skype before we do this rather than not put anything out. Um, although, yeah, although you know, forgive us for any audio issues here. Uh, there's three of us on the Skype line. Um, T doesn't have super fast I- I- internet. Uh, me and Ricky do, but T's T's stuck stuck with like one of those um, what not 56k, but one up ISDN Twenty eight k, twenty eight k, 138 k. Yeah, yeah, three service, He's, he's... three serves. <laughs> Um. so yeah but obviously we've got to talk about big
4: so, uh, so T, T's T's yeah T's relaying his messages to a man that's in a telephone box so he's just <laughs> shouting down and that's the guy's like relaying it back to us that's how slow it's his like... uh, connection
3: it's, is. It's, it's like filing copy in the 1960s <laughs> essentially <laughs> I don't know what that means well when people when reported to be at the ground they'd have to phone people in that people to like dictate the article that's right the, yeah, Danny,
2: Danny Blanchard raised it didn't he there you go um we'll be talking about Spurs books a bit later on in the pod there's been yep. a lot of commotion around Martin Cloak's new book hasn't there we'll talk about that uh but we before that we'll come to a very important question that's coming from Jay Lanky on Instagram he says who do you think you're more likely to beat in a fight Sissoko with no arms or Dyer with no legs you, oh, I think it's
3: scar' I don't know. I think Dyer with no legs because you just you just push him over and kick him in the face. Rick. The, uh yeah,
4: uh, yeah. I think it's got to be Dyer. It's got to be Dyer. I mean, well, but he's like ki- he's he, he's got like a. You know when you kick someone and they put their arms out and you just know that you're just having no impact on them whatsoever.
2: Yeah, I, I, it'll be
4: t- it'll be tough, but. It'll be, Die
2: would be the easier out of him and Sosoko. There's <laughs> zero chance that you couldn't have both of them. It's that, it would be simple. It would be what? such an easy fight. It's as if Sosoko's going be to beat you up with no arms. He's got no arms. He literally can't <laughs> stop or protect himself if you punch him in the face. That is yeah, true. But, but he's, he's so much fitter than me.
3: Exactly. He has no arms, that, that, Ricky. That, yeah, yeah, no, he could take
4: punishment. Listen, he... Uh, he he's got he is so much fitter than me that he could like take a few steps back and I'll be chasing, chasing chasing and then I'll be tired then he'll just come up to me and just boot me in the chest and I'll be flying over <laughs> and then he'll just keep kicking me he'll just attack and he'll just know he, he knows he, he knows how to get me.
2: no he he uh, there is zero chance that you couldn't have either one of these it would be stupidly easy like uh, uh, there would be a fifteen year old boy could beat up a, a bloke with no arms.
4: Mate, come on, man. Like, this is like This, is
2: this ain't any old man. Well, that's a problem. Right. It's a
3: professional athlete. He can knee you.
2: Listen, if there's anyone out there with no arms and they want to have a fight, just for me to prove this point, I'll meet, I'll meet up with you anywhere. Don't, don't need to be any cameras. We need one witness. I'll meet up with you anywhere you like. You've got no arms and you think you can have me. Let's fucking... Let's put, put, our, put our balls on the line here, right? I'm willing to risk my credibility by by losing in a fight <laughs> to a man with no arms than I am to say that I couldn't have him. This is, bring, this is bold. Yeah. It isn't bold, Ricky, because no one with no arms is going to challenge me.
4: It's the, ridiculous. Emma, imagine like, there's like, a, like a, a kickboxer out there or something like that that's just going to...
2: Yeah. i just I'll, No, I'll sweep him. I'll sweep him. <laughs> All right, look, let, this, actually, you know what? I, I, I'll give you an arm. If you've got one arm, I'll still do you.
4: Oh, my right. good Lord. <laughs>
2: <laughs> let's move on. Yeah, let's move on. Uh, absolutely, can you imagine it? <laughs> there's, there's no credibility in beating up a man with no arms. And there's no, there's no credibility in losing to a man with no arms. So it's really a no-win situation for putting myself in there. Um, well, there is credibility
4: because you've said you're going to do something and you did it. So you've proved him wrong. <laughs> so that that's... That's all the
2: credibility I need. Um, I'm, uh, yeah. All right. Let's see what happens. See if any of them got the bollocks because they ain't got the arms. Right. The. the uh... <laughs> we got. Uh, I haven't even had a drink. We've, we've uh, we played Leicester at the weekend. Yeah. Do you remember that game? Brilliant. Yeah. Is are you over it?
4: Yeah, I was pretty much over it at the time. Really. I don't know what's yeah? happened to me.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was we... just. Uh... We've swapped places, have we?
4: We have swapped places. I heard you on, uh, I was just catching up on pods this morning, how how the roles have uh, reversed and that back in the day, I used to be inconsolable and you would just be like, ah, it's all right, we've got next Saturday, we'll play someone, we'll give them a wallop in and you would be like, well up for it and I'd be down and dump. So now it's completely reversed. I'm all right, man, I'm fine. I'm fine. No, I think it's all you right. had
2: children, you had children, that's what it was.
4: Yeah, I I did have to. Yeah, there's that. And do you know what? I, I, I'm i still, uh, although uh, we'll come on to this a little bit later, but I'm still kind of like, I can't believe I went to Madrid to watch Tottenham in the European Cup final, and I'm still just bowled over by it all. Um, and, and not to say that I don't care anymore or, or anything, but we're like, how much? We're six games in, is it? Is it six games? Yep. Mate, I ain't in the beds and rolling around in it. I'm all right.
3: That's <laughs> what you did there. Just,
4: uh, just uh, if, if we were like fifteen games in, and this is happening time and time and time again, and we're like mid-table or whatever, then I would start to think, do you know what? Panic is sitting in a bit now, but I'm all right at the moment,
2: man. I'm cool. What I would say to that, Rick, is that the form hasn't been that great for much longer than six games no it hasn't but um
4: <laughs> but you know everything that the, there is a time and things turn and if it hasn't started to turn within 15 games like i mentioned uh yeah. then
2: uh
4: then you know uh we're gonna have to Poch. put potch in a royal mail sack and drop him in the canal
3: <laughs> with a with,
4: with a concrete slab or a bridge in there
3: as well. <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, it would.
4: It's it is. I mean, like from the form going out last year, I, I can say um, we can legislate for that, saying Champions League and uh, 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 and a whole host of other things um, c- coming in fresh this season. I expected it to be different, but also um, what I kind of. I'm thinking about, and, and maybe I am uh, clinging on to this fact that we're talking about uh, refreshing the squad and stuff like that, and and Dembélé come in. Uh, Llocho has has hardly played. Uh, Sessignon has hasn't kicked a ball, um, and once those players are kind of uh, blooded into the team, they're you know uh, starting. They've got momentum. It's like when you buy players, not only do they have to get. Uh, up to the fitness level. Not only do they have to uh, develop um, an understanding with the with the player that they're playing next to, and then the rest of the team going forward and moving back. There's there's a lot of bits that you you know we're not going to get have ready in six games, and those players have hardly played. So I I don't really, you know it's it's going to be difficult, and I think as Potch was saying. Um, and we've all we've all known that the the players that we've had we're, we're coming into the end of the cycle, and I think this is just the beginning.
2: I thought this was the beginning of a new uh, a new a new cycle. That's what I thought, not the end. I was so wrong. T, how are What's you wrong? feeling, mate? Um, I don't know,
3: a bit of, bit of a no man's land. I was gutted on Saturday. Um, I'm having a look at the league table. Benefits of Skype. We're level on points of Chef. United, and Burnley, and Crystal Palace, <laughs> and one point above <coughs> Southampton, so, lovely. That, that's not a great look, um, as for the result itself, it's a very weird game, I thought we outplayed them for long spells, and the OEA goal being disallowed has put the wind out of us completely, and uh, yeah. um, it's a very weird game, I mean, people are making many conclusions, which will come to, you know, about the future of Pochettino and our players, but... Well, no, luckily we're in a period where we've got lots of games to put it right.
2: VAR is uh, kind of ruled the the headlines again, didn't it? Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I
1: can't that's... remember.
2: Well, I can't remember where you all stand on VAR. So, Rick, tell us what you think.
4: Um, it's it's absolutely hilarious when uh, someone scores a goal and they're going mad, and then it gets ruled out for for VAR. Um, that's brilliant. When it happens to you, it's absolutely <laughs> gut-wrenching. And the fact, it, it's really like, I know people have said it before, and from a reaction point of view, when the ball goes in and you're jumping around, the, 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 you know, there's going to be, it's going to start to come to a time that uh, you're just not going to be putting your all into it because you just know something, you know, you're going to be celebrating at 70% when normally you, it's, it's like unbridled glory. Um, but it's kind of like that. That offside that was called uh, against Son, yeah. I, it's it's. Uh, I mean, I'm probably being b- a bit biased here, but it was like it wasn't clear at all, and they they, they were really labouring over it, and they had those. I could see like those measurements and the lines and measuring of the shadows and there. this and that, and like if it's too c- close to cool by doing. Uh, stuff like that, then it's got to be advantage attacker like it, like it was. And it was just so close. I mean, like I don't think it, VAR should be used to like try and decipher every millisecond, uh, uh, millimetre, because it's never going to be a hundred percent right all the time. If it's, if they do a replay and someone is clearly offside and the ref and linesman missed it, then, then it can get overturned.
2: Well, but like the Leicester goal. Like
3: that,
4: yeah.
2: There were six of them.
4: Exactly.
3: But every goal gets called back for VAR, so it's not like when someone's offside, it's going to get called back. Every goal is, is under um, VAR jurisdiction. So, I, um... so even
4: if it is, I, I, don't, I don't think... I mean, if they they, they should have just looked at it and, and just been like, give the benefit benefit of the doubt, really, instead of like pouring over it with... Whatever they were doing, but I just think it was such a uh, cool and even now when I look back at it, I still can't understand what bit was offside
2: yeah, I don't know either, but yeah i mean i I hate it i absolutely I think I've made it clear for a long time how much I hate it, and a new thing that's come to light is that there's going to be a lot less goals, yeah it's going to like. Like the Premier League, especially in football, it's all about scoring goals, and for the games to be to, to to have less because you're getting the you're getting these these decisions absolutely right. But not only are you damaging the experience of watching football, you're damaging the moments of glory that people are going to get and experience, and also you're damaging how entertaining the game is. You're actually making it much more boring, just for the sake of getting right results. And, like, having six men offside, like, you know, I know not all of them interfered with play, but potentially six men offside that Leicester had. And then, that you can see there's a clear and obvious error. But with ours, it was like you couldn't, (coughs) even when watching it, you couldn't tell. But then again, none of us moaned, really moaned. None of us really moaned when Arsenal had had that goal disallowed. And that was marginal. Do you know what I mean? So, there's no good moaning when it happens to you and then not moaning when it happens to someone
4: else.
2: No, I
3: disagree with that. Go on. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I'm a bit bit very drenched about this whole thing. VAR is not going to go anywhere. It's going to stay. And even if it's the millimetre, it's offside. Just got to deal with it.
2: Absolutely deal with it. I just want everybody to know my opinion. I I know it's not going to change. It's just important to me that everyone knows that I'm unhappy about it. (laughs) That's it.
3: No, no, of course. Absolutely. I'm not being... Know everything. I just thought that when it was given off, I just thought it's not going to go anywhere. I'm still going to watch football. I'm not going to turn my back on the sport. It's just, just one of those things. Sometimes it goes your way, sometimes it doesn't. Right. I just, um, and if he's a millimetre offside, he's still offside, isn't he? You know, and yeah. that's just that's that's the bottom line. That's, yeah, that's true, but I
4: couldn't even see where, I couldn't even see the millimetre
3: offside. I, I, did, I didn't look I, at it again. I just couldn't. It's, I it's, just... it's a bit like, I don't know, it's a bit like, you know, when you just had a break-up, I don't need to pull over it. We're over, let's just move on. Because if I keep watching that clip, I'm going to punch a wall. And I need my hands yeah. on my job. So R- Ricky's that's like one of them
2: people... Ricky's like one of them people that like breaks up with a bird and then just pours over her Facebook for a month, just slowly <laughs> cri- climax into old photos of you two at the beach. That's yeah, what
3: Ricky's yeah. like. Yeah. He's, he's got, he's got in, in his office, it's like cutouts, it's all put yeah. out yeah. Facebook posts.
4: No, no one yeah. knows where I got it from, but I have a hedgehog uh, uh, costume I put on and I just go, and go, go in the ex's back garden and go for her bins and her uh, garden bins. <laughs> Just to try and get a shred of detail of what happened and why.
2: Yeah, but all, 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 an all those all those Facebook photos that you cut cut out that all the all the eyes are removed from every every <laughs> picture, <laughs> and, and you filled them full of jizz. <laughs> <laughs> so oh Ricky's been in a relationship for twenty years. I don't know why we, we we're throwing this him. Do I? <laughs> um. One of the positive things is Kane's goal. I mean, I, I've never seen, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that in my entire life. Rick? No. No, so gone, it, gone. it
4: was, it was, uh, it was incredible. Like, the, th- the thing is, as well, like, like Kane obviously is under the spotlight and people talk about his diving and all, and all this stuff. So I think he, uh, you know, whether psychologically, he is thinking, I have to try and stay on my feet. As much as I can to get rid of this tag, and I've got to carry on playing and not wave to the ref and all that lot. And he was clearly shoved in the back, so I don't even know if that if you he, if would he, if he would have got a penalty if he hadn't have stuck that ball in the. Net. I think it was outside but the box. How oh, was it? Yeah. Uh, okay, not okay. that
2: matters. He...
4: Yeah, regardless, he... and how how he managed to kind of steady himself. Uh, and to find where the ball was, to stick a leg out just to swing it round. And the thing is as well, the power that he got on it as well. Uh, yeah. It, it was it was incredible. I don't know how anyone can do that. Uh,
2: what do you, it, what was impressive was how he looked at where the ball was going into the net, because it, and that showed that it was intentional. Because as he as he fell, and then he got his wrapped his foot around it and kicked it into the ground to get some height on it. He's looked directly to where he thinks that ball's going, and it's and it's there, going into the net. It was, I, I think, his best ever goal for Spurs. Wow. Just because it's so start, well, just because it was so unusual and difficult. Yeah. Like, what, that, what, what, should, what what goals better than the, that one? Do you think? Last, not the starters. Come on, yeah, mask off. Yeah, that yeah, that is better.
3: <laughs> but no, I mean of, of, of engineering, forgot it's the about
2: that one. <laughs>
3: <laughs> it's The best goal you scored in a long time. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah, I, mean, I, I watched it all on the stream, so a lot of the details are quite patchy. Um, when the Oreo got, <laughs> got disallowed I knew it was just before it came on my stream. So
2: that's, that's what the made
3: the game so fucking weird.
2: Yeah, that that's the thing is that, that it was that moment we scored and we'd won the game pretty much. Yeah. And to go from having that ruled off, knowing full well what was going to happen from that point.
3: Yeah, yeah and then then the way for Madison it, goal to go in as well.
2: Yeah, and and the game was it was close. It was I, I wouldn't say that we deserved to win, and I wouldn't say that Leicester deserved to win. I think a draw would have been fair. They they were they were excellent. I thought and kind of looked like. I said, yeah, go I on. thought
4: it was a really entertaining game. Like there was, there were clear kind of like the the game would like go to Spurs, and then like Leicester were putting the pressure on and creating chances, and then it swing back to us, and and then back over to them. It was like both teams uh, didn't didn't want to lose, and they wanted to they wanted to press on. Um, but unfortunately, the, yeah, the momentum where that goal was ruled off, and then they scored quickly after, um, and then the, the everything swung for them. It was very difficult mm. to get back into it and like, the atmosphere there would have been uh, they would have been right behind their team because Leicester have but... this weird uh, rivalry with Tottenham and I don't know why and where that's come from. Right, um, well, it came from but, the you... title winning. No, no, it was before that. Before that.
2: I've never really. heard of
3: it before that.
4: Yeah, well, uh, my, like, one of my mates when we played Leicester in uh, the League Cup final um, he was saying mm-hmm. he was walking up Wembley Way and um Apparently, uh some Spurs fans hit uh somebody with a disability or something like that, and um and, and a lot of uh, ill ill feeling came. I don't know if it was come from that, but it, th- there's been a lot of bad blood between. Did the um, did I that guy with
2: disability? Disa- did 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 the guy with disability have any arms? <laughs>
4: I I don't know.
2: Maybe he was gobbing off.
4: <laughs> maybe <laughs>
2: um, <laughs> uh, Leicester were good though weren't they
3: I think yeah. they are overrated
2: oh for fuck's sake of course you do T of course you do why they're are they overrated won.
3: they fucking up. Yeah, everyone's wanking over them for a top four finish they're ordinary they didn't outplay us or anything you know any other day we would have fucking smashed
2: them yeah but we're, we're Champions League finalists Tottenham they're, they're Leicester City
3: I'll that's be, that's when the I'll be a bit objective. I think this season they'll do well because they haven't got the European games. This season Wolves are struggling because of the extra game they have every week. So I think mm. Leicester are in a good position. They play decent enough football. They got a, they've got a decent enough squad, but I'm not having it that they're going that they're nailed on to finish in the top four.
2: No, not nailed on, but I think they're definitely gonna finish top six. Unless, unless Man, Man United, if, if Man United sack Solskjaer, and Chelsea sack Lampard, and they bring in two elite coaches, then you maybe.
3: Got, you, you got West Ham doing bits as well.
2: Yeah, that's worrying that we got West Ham next month in it.
3: Yeah. Oh fuck them,
4: mate.
2: Uh, out on the Leicester side, then who would you take in your team? because like, we could, we could, we're within our rights to go and just rip the spine out of Leicester City fullbacks backs all day long. Both full backs. Yeah, I'd take both full backs too. Uh,
4: Madison, easily.
2: Madison. So we sell Ericsson and buy Madison? Yeah. Or, or we won't sell Ericsson for the same. Say we get 30 million in, in January. How much Madison cost? 67. 60.
3: Yeah, about, about
2: yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that, that would seem decent, right?
4: Yeah, fuck it. Let's do it.
2: Get him as well. Chilwell, definitely, as we said, the full-back. And Didi, maybe in midfield. Number yep. one, Lowe's that played a double pivot.
4: Yeah, yeah, I quite like him, actually.
2: <laughs> yeah, I like them all, really. There isn't many out there. Damari Gray, you could even.
3: No, be You've gone too far, mate. Have
2: I ever have I, have I, have I have drunk the <laughs> call I'm mate? not having it. Leicester...
3: I'm right. not having it. Pol-
2: Fair enough. And, right, on, fucking... a se-
4: on, on a separate thing, when, when did we play our Champions League game? Is it was on the Tuesday? Why well, did I think
2: Wednesday. it was Wednesday? it was Wednesday wasn't
4: it yeah, yeah it right, okay. When, okay Wednesday in Greece then a Saturday half 12 kickoff for us
2: what are you saying Rick that's, Some that's sort crazy of conspiracy. That's it's like, a conspiracy
4: I'm not saying it's a conspiracy but come Anti- on
2: man.
4: I mean um, like
2: that is just I mean it seems a bit unfair but it's like they're they're, they're putting they're putting the, the game against Everton is on, is on sky and there are no trains back for Spurs supporters, so they don't give a shit really about anyone. I think, no. I, I didn't Ajax like the error the Era Vidisi gave Ajax the weekend off before before they played uh, played us in the Champions League game. Yeah,
3: yeah, I know. Exactly. So.
2: Yeah, what, yeah what but it's a thought that
4: counts, T. It's the thought yeah,
2: that it's, counts. It's a, yeah, it's a thought <laughs> so sometimes it's sentiment is what well. I'm saying they get the back end of their league, T.
3: I think Italy get it get that too as well as earlier kickoffs for Juve, for example.
2: There you go. Okay. There you
3: go.
2: There you go. Exactly. Um, nine of the this is interesting stat actually. Nine of the squad of eighteen on Saturday were involved in the one 0 defeat to title winners Leicester in 2016. It would have been eleven with the rested Delielli and obviously Hugo Raiso had his uh, his third baby. Um, for Leicester, there was only three survivors. That for me it sums up the difference in the performances and while Spurs did I think uh, you know do enough to draw but could have snatched it we had our opportunities for sure Um, we did look a little bit leggy and a little bit tired and a little bit over the the hill compared to their very fresh youthful team do you know what I mean like I think that it it feels like we're ready to blood new players and it needs to happen quite quickly (sighs) T
3: yeah, I mean, we've, we've said it before, same players getting the same message, but there's mitigating circumstances at the same time. You know, three of our new signings are injured. You know, fourth is also injured as well, so we able to pick the same players once again. But I, don't know, I reckon it's a new cycle, the start of a new one. I and mean, At the start of a new cycle or the end of one, there's always going to be teething problems. So I don't think there's any long-term fears from that point of view. The Cessignon injury, I think, was a, was a kicker for me because we could really have done with it. What? What? He got injured again. Well, he didn't play. He was in the squad on Saturday, was he?
2: Oh, you're so saying like just recovering from his hamstring. Still. Yeah,
3: yeah. I think Sess- that was a kicker for
2: me. Okay, Rick. What you, is there anything, any kind of sort of uh, depth in that argument that, that 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 our same players have been hearing the same messages and perhaps are less willing or less able. To work in the same way that Leicester City's players did.
4: Yeah, completely. I mean, uh, it's I don't know if if you've been in the job for a, an amount of years and you're doing you're doing the same role, hardly like little bits of ch- little bits of change because the business is asking you to do whatever. Um, you you're going to get bored. You, you, yeah. you need to stretch yourself. You need to have a different environment and stuff like that, and not only. Is that exactly the same for the players that are there? have got the manager as well. Like, is he feeling the same as well? Is he going through the those same uh, motions as, as that? And the coaching staff. I mean, like, everyone's been there for like you know those those six years and stuff. Like, are are, are people? Do people still have that appetite? Like, it's it's all it's all been right. Like, I've been at Wembley, and then we've got the new training centre, and then we get everyone goes into the new ground, and then we wait for these. Uh, marquee signings, and I know that's happened, and, and now it's a bit like, well, where do we go what from next? here? Like, what, 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 it's like, what's it's like, yeah, it's
2: like, what, it doesn't matter if you've got the dream job, you've got the dream job, right? You love it at the beginning, within four years, you're like, oh, I, I might knock off a little bit early today, I might turn up a bit later on this day, and then you look Wednesday night, so should I get a gram in? Probably shouldn't have got work in the morning, but gonna, <laughs> probably gonna get a gram in because after a while. Every job gets boring and every message gets boring. You know one thing that never gets boring? Class A's. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so, um,
2: <laughs> so yeah, no, I, what I'm I, saying... I, I
3: think the issue is that there's just so many people in the same position. I mean, we can have maybe three or four who have been there for a while, but when it's like over half a dozen, then... I think that argument does, does bear weight a little bit, but then you know, we win five games in a row. This conversation doesn't happen again, so you know, there's a bit of that as well.
2: Yeah, that's that's exactly it. And um, games uh, and public uh, fan opinion changes so quickly. A couple of wins, and if you look at our fixtures coming up in in the league, certainly is um, three winnable games, starting with yeah. Southampton at the weekend. Um, so we we've got the games in us now. Certainly the fi- the fixtures are kind and we don't need we don't need challenging games like Leicester away now right now. We need to get our pomp back. We need to somehow chop up the diamond formation, start playing a better one and then um you know kind of start to just roll a couple of teams over. That's what we need.
4: So I just like you just I just want to touch on that, that bit of the um the diamond 433 different formations that we're playing to, that we have uh, the last few seasons and stuff. Um, that, that's a, a contributing factor to, to our performance. Again, the new players that we've brought in haven't been able to play, haven't not been up to the fitness and that, haven't got that understanding. And then also uh, in contention as well, that's all over the press and it must be playing with people's minds. Erickson, Ericsson, Alderweireld, uh, Toby, uh, sorry, uh, Adoreld and Jan, um, their contracts up for renewal, I don't think any of them are going to sign well, so it puts you in a position right? they're, they're, they're amazing players but are, the, are, are, are they giving the rule for the club at the moment and um, are they just out of um, form and stuff but then what you've got to think about as well is if we continue to play them and then we get to the next Season, and all three are gone. And then we're going to have to bring new uh, another three uh, new players in to replace them. Or or do we start the transition now? As to say, look, lads, you ain't signing. It's going to be pointless you guys carrying on because we need to start. We need to we need to get these players blooded now. But yeah, by doing that, we are going to lose games. We are you know we are going to get overrun, and it's it's not going to be pretty. It's not going to be we're going to be finishing second, third, run back, crazy, uh, Champions League run again. So it's kind of like we have to accept that three absolutely colossal players that have been driving our team for God knows how many years now they have come, contributed so much. It's going to have to change. We're going to have to do it now or we'll start transitioning now or if we get to the end of the season, they all they all go and we're going to have to start from square one. So uh, See, wh-
3: it's what a do real you think? difficult... In terms of what? in terms of um, those three <laughs> players. I'm always listening what? To um, No, no, no. Them, I think...
2: Well, I'm no, right, all right. Okay, sorry. So the uh, the part where do we start transitioning now? Do we start, you know, risking perhaps not having a better season than we, we could have done by utilising the players that would be going out and starting bringing in some, some of our players from the youth set-up who aren't as good but probably are more receptive to Pochi's ideas and at least will run their arse off for, for us? You know, similar to what he did with Mason and Ben Taleb in his first season. I that,
3: that doesn't work at centre-back, though. That's the problem. And that's where two of those players are. So, it's all very well having a keen youngster. But at centre-back, having a lot of energy and heart is not going to get you in the way. In midfield, you can get by and adrenaline and hassling people and shutting players down and keeping things moving. But at centre-back, you can't really do that. So, we could play Tanganga. We can play for at centre-back. But... I think for all the will in the world, they won't be. We're going to finish tenth. The if we do, <laughs> well, yeah. Um, I think one of the three will stay at least. I like to think, but then you know, there's talk of you know maybe Vatonga and his legs have gone a little bit as well. But yeah, maybe it's it's it's, it's, it's complicated. It's it's very complicated. But Postina was known for blood in youngsters early on in his in his tenure at Tottenham, and he's not done that a lot lately. Um, but he,
2: he can't... Car- the stakes were lower, though.
3: No, absolutely. But you've got Carl Walker-Peters, who didn't go on loan. So he's got no games, no no match fitness, no match savvy. And he's coming into the season uncooked. You know, so that's the situation we're in. And you've got people <laughs> like Wanyama, who we'll talk about, coming on at Leicester when Skip could have maybe, well, put it in the same result, but a lot less grief if Skip had come on. Why, yeah. why, why?
4: Why? Why? Why did Ragnar come on? He was a player we're looking to ship out. He's injury prone. He's old. Why did... Uh, like uh, my, my preference would have been uh, dire, Um If he's young and he's sticking about uh, and he's part of the squad and even Skip as well. Uh, but I just don't get uh, why didn't they come on. And and also, like, I think that Eriksson for... Was it Lamella? I can't remember now. Uh, coming on in like 78 minutes is like you know, twelve minutes to change stuff, but I just uh, it's just a bit like
3: I don't know. I, I think, think it was
4: Lucas that came on late, wasn't it? <coughs> well I think both of I think both of them came on fairly late. I
2: would have seen like Could, it, seen could, it, be there, then, could it be that then Could it be that Pochettino perhaps has lost his bottle somewhat and isn't it, it would rather go with a kind of tried and tested old head, someone he knows in Wanyama than than potentially lose the game and give faith in a new breed of footballer at Spurs i.e. Skip or Carl Walker Peters before him and he's actually got to a point now where he feels he's under pressure to win games and he feels under pressure so that's why you'd go with someone he feels he can rely on rather than being a little bit more expansive or in his ideas about where we're going as a football club and he's taking this as a game by game thing rather than it being a part of the plan see yeah like maybe if, if
3: so if he feels that way then he should learn them out get them experience <laughs> I don't I don't see how Walker has benefited by <laughs> no. being a third, fourth yeah. right back. I'm
2: sure he didn't think like that, but I feel like the results might have put pressure on him to it being a very recent thing and thinking, fuck, I need to game manage now.
3: Well, yeah, no, not one and away game um, since January against Fulham. We've not beaten the Premier League. A current Premier League side away since last year at Everton. So that's obviously a situation that puts pressure on Pochettino, Raniyama um, is probably a safe pair of hands but maybe so is Eric Dyer. so that makes the situation all the more baffling
2: yeah we've got a question from uh, Alvin Wong I, I want to say something but I feel like you're going you like, to you're like going to think it's a racism yeah, like, but I you no you don't every time I see the word uh, the surname saying, Wong I, I always think a Wong a two a Wong two three four that's, that's what is. I it's no, that's fine. That's but, not racism. That's one of the things that's
3: dead on WhatsApp. It's, it's like Bernardo Silva, that's one of the on WhatsApp.
2: No, no, that's no, so no. Bad. No, that, no, that isn't bad because what I just said was an intro to a, a song, that uh, an intro to any, any song that a band plays live so that we're in time with each other. It has nothing to do I know with what a one, two, Pan-Asian two, three, fours, culture. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So why are you saying oh, it's bad? Because it, it could be anything. It's just a one sounds like a one.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you what, yeah. As I always say in these situations, go to a situation where you're the smallest person in the room, everyone else is that Chinese, built like tanks, and say that to them <laughs> and see how you get home.
2: Well, I think I'll be fine. And if I you think can't say it
3: there, and if you can't say it there, then yeah.
2: Never say it. I get it. Um, we'll, let the people, uh, let, we'll let the people decide. <laughs> we'll let the people decide. you cancelled then. Yeah, we'll blame you. You cancel cancelled for that. It's not, it, that isn't a racism. It's not a racism. I shouldn't I have said anything. Know. I should have just said, sometimes things should just stay in my head. Yeah, or on WhatsApp. <laughs> or on WhatsApp. <laughs> a one, a two, a one, two, three, four. How stupid, <laughs> how stupid is this potch out nonsense? How very stupid, stupid
3: is it? Very, very stupid. But um, the way I look at it is that when people say potch is irreplaceable, no one can replace them. Who are we going to get better than them? I find that talk a bit hysterical as well, because as Bardi said in the Leicester Patreon pod, we love Pochettino as long as he's winning us games. When he's not, or when he's not able to, then the club will have to act. Now I don't want Poch to act. I think you should. I think he'll. I think he'll see this out. I think he'll see this run out and you'll and you'll be fine. But the same with any other player at the club as well. We love him as long as they're playing well. Um, you've got people saying Madison's better than Ali. You've got some people say that Deli Ali is useless and shouldn't play over Tottenham anymore, but he's a fucking hero, Deli Ali. So what I'm saying is that you know it's where people stalkers, You know what I mean? And I think the pot stuff is ridiculous. To answer the
2: question, yeah, I think he deserves a little bit of a a, a buffer period, even if he he's a, he's through. in credit. He's in credit. Yeah, 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 Rick, where are you at? You're out. You're out. You're thinking. You're starting to think. I, I can. I hear it in the tone of your voice. You're starting to f- sway towards. You're starting to. You start. You're not there yet, Rick. You're not there, but you're, yeah. you're kind of. You're, you're looking across the field, and over there are Brexit voters, BNP, and Posh out, <laughs> right? But you're and you're looking them going. I'm not interested in them too. I'm definitely going over to the Posh out camp. That's what i you' you're at Rick. Get him
4: out. Get him out. Get that cancer at my club. It's going <laughs> dry uh, no. I'm pretty much on par with both of you. I think he's got a lot of credit in the bank. Like, I, I know I, I'll get pelters for this, and I, I honestly couldn't give a fuck because it's the way I feel. But I have supported Tottenham a long time, and we've always been mediocre to shit. And throughout this time where potter has been in charge... Where we've seen a, a different Tottenham, a different style uh, playing style. We've come into the new stadium. There's a load of you know, a load of shit going along with it, uh, culminating in the Champions League final. You know, give, give him a break. It's 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 you know, I, I fully believe that he'll turn this around. Um, again, we're we're six games into this, and uh, I'm writing last season off the, the form. There, I know it's like carried on, but I just I don't know, man. I'm I, I'm in no way. To get rid because I, I and like you were just saying there. Oh, I, I, like we love potchers as long as he's That That's true. And That's true for any manager. And the, but then when I do look around, like who else are we going to get in? That I think that our expectations of where we want to go and who we want to be and what we aspire to has been has been raised so much now that I don't know who who like it is. Who we think we're going to get in? Are, are they going to want to come to us? And are our are our own expectations raised too much of who we can get in? Um, and I just don't know. I just I look out there at the other managers. The only people that I'd like to, I mean, the only p- people that I, I like at the moment is uh, that I've seen like names Mourinho, and that's because uh, he makes me laugh because he's sick, because he is the way that he is. But his his style of football. Stuff is that going to be any better than Poch's? No, it ain't. And I don't know, I just I'm not even Mm. thinking about it at the moment. To be honest, I don't even have an answer for you.
2: I've got an answer for you, Alvin, mate. Is that it's at this stage, it is stupid given the fact that Poch has, like, as T says, he's in so much credit, he's really transformed our football club. We were in an absolute mess before him, and the quality that we the quality seasons we had preceding him. Under Harry Redknapp was largely down to having great, great players like Modric, Bale, Van der Vaart, you know, Ledley King. You know, look, we had, everyone knows how good that side was. Um, but this new one was built in Poch's image with his ideals, and 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 it was purely based on his him and his team that turned very average players into great ones. So f- he has credit, and it, you know, you can you can understand why you would call this nonsense. But by the same token, the form is undeniable. It has been poor. The players seem somewhat disinterested. And so from that alone, you would start to question him. And these are people... The people have been questioned. I, I remember having a conversation at one of the photo socials with a guy who... Um, he's, he, he's adamant that we should uh, get rid of Poch because he, he's not a winner. This was... When we we were doing the uh, socials at the White Rabbit, so the first couple, this guy came up to him and goes, "Will you have a chat with my brother? He thinks we should get rid of Potch. Is it, and so, so th- this has been kind of ferm- fermenting or percolating for a while. Um, so, look, you can understand everyone's views, and everyone's entitled to their opinion. <laughs> Second half of uh, Fighting Cock podcast. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. If you are still with us during this Skype podcast, we've just seen um, there's been a lot of commotion yeah, over the last couple of days on Twitter, hasn't there, about um, this book that Martin Cloak and one of his co writers wrote about our Champions League run last year. And um, so, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of away fans laughing at us because of it. And there's a lot yeah. of Spurs fans that are unhappy that this thing was published. Where are you at, yeah. T? Um, I don't know. I think I can understand
3: why the book is out. It doesn't offend me that it's out. I mean, it's um, something that we're going to remember for a very, very long time. But I think in this modern age of social media, it's going to get dumped on anyway. When Liverpool almost won the league in 2014, I think it was in double figures the amount of books they had. You know, Make Us Dream, I think, was a yeah. strap line for a lot yeah. of them. So um, it's, it's modern life. um I don't know. Maybe you could have waited a bit longer, if I'm being honest. But
2: I don't know. It's, it's part of the course. I I just think that it's that the, the it's unfortunate that it was that it was the the title that, that's a problem. You know, one step from glory is the issue. But to write a book about that Champions League campaign, there was nothing wrong in that at all, in my opinion. It was an incredible run. The story from start to finish was. Something that almost had been never seen before in Champions League football, certainly European football, to be from the point of go, nearly going out in the in the group stages, as we know, it's like we had no right to get out of that group at that stage, having to go to Barcelona and get something for them to then qualify, and then to get through to the to, to the final of the elite competition while facing the best team in Europe at the time in Man City. And get that last goal—that—that that, that is fairy tale stuff. I mean, winning it would have been a true fairy tale, but the journey itself is is worth, worth will, will be folklore for Tottenham to today's till to, till to there are no days left on this planet, or the club fails to exist. So that is worth writing about, absolutely. But I think what people are, are grasping on is this: just the front page, just the, the cover of the book, and saying that we're celebrating nearly winning something. And that, you don't write 244 pages about something nearly winning something. It's about the journey. And all happiness is, well, it, is about enjoying the journey rather than the end product.
3: Well, I mean, sorry, I risked to, to cut in, but it's chronicling something is isn't it? It's like the. It's like all those books about Turin in 1990 when we got to the semi final of the World Cup. There's yeah. loads of books about that. Yeah. Loads of documentaries. And we didn't even fucking get to the final.
2: Yeah. So I, what what this is, in my opinion, and that that I think uh, did I did I mention who who sent that question in? It was Patrick. Uh, sorry, Patrick Grow. He he said, "I want to hear your guys' thoughts on the one stop from glory book. Can we do a Hitler style book burning, or is that out of order?" <laughs> um, I think what's happening here is that. You're, Spurs fans that are that are annoyed by this book are, <laughs> Spurs fans that are, are annoyed by this book are ones that are most influenced by the opinions of other fans yes and there is uh, there is absolutely nothing wrong in publishing that it's just that whoever decided on the title and, the, on, and perhaps the imagery it, that that's kind of it's like when people get annoyed at a headline in uh, of a newspaper article, but haven't read the actual body copy, and just read the headline and start reacting to it. It's that kind of thing. I think Martin so, yeah. Martin Cloak he did nothing wrong. He did nothing wrong, in my opinion.
4: Yeah. So, like from my, my my point of view, again, like I said in the first part of the pod, uh, I'm still uh, like in a way buzzing from the. The whole journey of the, the Champions League, like we were saying, we had we it looked like we, there was no way we were going to get out of that group, and then uh, for us to get the draw in Barca, and then for Inter to uh, was it to draw, um, and for us to, to go through that way, and then obviously the results against uh, City and Ajax, it, it was just um, it, it was it was such an incredible time to be a Spurs fan, and to for for. To culminate in us to be in the European Cup final, I never in my entire life thought I'd ever see Spurs in a European Cup final, and for people to chronicle chronicle it in different ways. Like, like I genuinely, every other day, um, watch the um, BT un, uh is it no field yeah, videos, yeah, unfiltered uh, for City and for Ajax. Uh, I also watch the BT uh, video where. Um, There is no commentary and all you hear is the crowd noises. And when we played against um, Ajax, Uh, I also watched there is a thread of Spurs fans celebrating that third goal.
3: Uh, Yeah, that's a good deal.
4: They they go mental. There there are some uh, amazing ones. And I still like, still look at it so fondly and have such amazing memories. And this book coming out, it, you know, it it could have come out uh, a different time, but it gives a shit, man. I, like, I I certainly don't. And the title is as well. It is. It is. Uh, you know, uh, like one one step from glory. Um, and yes, in today's world we live in, the environment of social media, everyone is going to take the piss. But because it's Tottenham, and because everyone likes to dig at Tottenham, because we haven't won anything in in, in ages or anything worth what people deem worthwhile. Who's to say that what our achievements is 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 any any less? So like because everyone else has got an A and you get a C, uh, uh like do you and, and it's that's above average for you? Do you not you're not allowed to celebrate it? It's yeah. like no fuck that man. Be proud of it, man. Like uh, uh, I, I would. Uh, I, I'm so I'm so proud of it, and yeah, um, people will always because we're an easy target, man. We are yes. an easy target because we haven't won anything, so it's all it's, it's all easy for fans to jump on board and say, "Ah, oh, look at Tottenham, blah blah blah," where in their own you know they're they're failing in their own rights. I mean, Liverpool and City, they're the only ones winning anything, you know. United you, you know aren't uh, aren't doing much, and and Arsenal and and that, so they can. And course, just, for just
2: just for the record, like I've had I've had Liverpool and Chelsea fans and Arsenal fans like on WhatsApp groups chucking it in there and going you know look at this the state of you. I it doesn't impact me what their opinion is at all because I know how great that that journey was in the Champions League. I underst you know I lived it with everybody else. I was in utter disbelief of what I witnessed in in Amsterdam. So it's it's just a case of like it's having a thicker skin and not allowing the, the opinions of people that really don't give a shit about your happiness in terms of football, obviously they wouldn't because there are you know there are rivals but it's about not letting their opinions affect how you feel about your football club and certainly not a, uh, let it, let it affect the way you feel about someone like Martin cloak who has done untold good work with the trust and produced untold brilliant written material like he's a great writer. And produces great work and has written great books about Tottenham all right he, he might have misjudged the the title somewhat but to throw him under the bus and talk about burning books <laughs> is uh, it's, it's excessive excessive yeah anything to add no nope. all right nah fair enough um, what's an I oh, know a great question from Ian Bailey on uh, on Facebook He says, if a time traveller approached you with a sheet of paper from 50 years in the future, listing Tottenham's honours and it contained just one extra trophy, a League Cup added in 2019, (laughs) would would you still support them and go to the matches? (laughs) So the idea is that 50 years from now, a guy comes up to you and says, look, this is everything the Spurs have won and it's a League Cup this year uh, and there's nothing else for the next 50 years. Would you still go and support, support Spurs? I'd go out of a sense of duty. <laughs> but, but, but I'd probably still go. But but it would it impact you somewhat knowing that we'd never ever achieve anything? Yeah, I think I'd probably <laughs> give up season ticket.
3: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no um, I I've started to think, you know, why do I go to Spurs? I think the VAR thing has kind of made people reevaluate how they see the game and, you know, it takes a bit of the fun out of it and a bit of the passion out of it. And I, I kind of think to myself, why do I go? I so, see, you know, obviously you see your mates, but of days now. I don't need to. I don't need a Spurs game to see my friends, so to speak. Mm. But oh. I don't know. I think it's a sense, sense of duty and routine. I've always supported Tottenham, and I always will. So well, what I think would ha- I, what I would think it, I think I'd tough it out.
2: What would happen to us? We, like, what would we talk about? Uh, we'd probably talk about wanking a lot more. <laughs> yeah, I actually, got a good question about this. Watson TFC Twitter. He says Tangang- Tanganga doesn't wank. Discuss. What was this about? T? <laughs> he,
3: he liked to tweet. About um, <laughs> abstaining from masturbation.
2: <laughs> what? What do you mean? Like what? So, is he a born? Is he a Jehovah Witness?
3: Uh, hang on, I'm going to find a tweet now. Absolute, i have been on Skype. So Tanganga doesn't wank. this guy. So he he liked a tweet by a guy named God First. God saved me from masturbation pornography. A broken heart from my dad dying when I was three years old peer pressure, gang life, drug dealing, pointless sex, stubbornness, theft, lies, and trying to impress the world. It's been 12 years, I don't regret a second. Try Jesus.
2: The thing is with that, my issue with that quote, right, is that he said the first thing about masturbation and enjoying sex, right? But he also throws in the death of his father, which makes it really hard for you to go, that's all bollocks. Because one of those things is really, really, really serious one of those things is just knocking one out. Like, some of us do it three times a day. It can't be on yeah. a level with losing your part, So, like, it's a tough one. He's he's done that on purpose. I think he's thrown in his dead dad just to say that we can't say anything about the wanking. Because he's put he's put wanking and losing his dad in the same ballpark.
3: Clever. Yeah. I, would I, say. I just thought well it's obviously God gives him something in his life where does it need to do that so that's probably how he sees
2: it i don't believe him t i kind of do, do
1: you
2: know there's in the what, sense that i'll tell you go on i'll tell you a story right um when i was at school uh there was a kid called P- peter eli right and he was a jehovah witness there was two of them and there was me and we were the only three white kids in my class so the only gang that I had were the Jehovah Witnesses, and um, <laughs> he Peter Eli once gave me a book saying um, it was a it was a Jehovah Witness guidebook about how to stop knocking one out.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I mean that's the end. I mean that, that so my gang was someone that wanted to prevent me from masturbating at, when I was most virile. <laughs> no wonder did, I got. Did you read it? I, I had to read out of, a, a morbid curiosity. Um, and uh, I managed to knock one out to it, which is there's a great irony to that. There's some Could <laughs> be ripped out a page. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. use that. I, I I I knocked one out, jizzed on a wall, and then used one of the book's pages to mop it up with. <laughs> yeah, mad things,
3: amazing scenes. I
2: didn't actually do that. I mean, all the rest happened, but I wouldn't use a page. I don't. I, don't, I never get understood why people like they have to have a proper clean up afterwards. I never understood that. God, I I'm just a bit. I'm not saying don't do anything. I'm just saying that, like, a, a, like a proper clean-up. Like, they're going to have a shower and stuff. No, that's, that's, that's next level. <laughs> Isn't it? Yeah.
3: No, I there's
2: no point with that. Uh, Rick, do you still use pillows when you're lying down, that, or just straight on the back on the floor?
4: No, nah, pillows, mate. I need
2: that seventy seventy degrees. So, do you, um, like, obviously, because you're, you're in a house full of women. yeah. Uh, so you don't have much time to yourself, do you not?
4: Never. Do you ever, never. You know you never. got
2: you know you got you told me about your shed.
4: Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that the No, I No I can't know there's spiders in there. I can't I can't <laughs> I can I I couldn't arrive. When if, if I was in there. But I just I'd just be thinking that that I know that they're gonna waiting you. for me.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, to, if he doesn't, if he do, if Ganga doesn't pleasure himself, I think that's only a good thing because I think you're at the top of your capabilities when you've you've pen you know you abstained from self pleasure for at least a few days. I have found myself yeah. that I'm really I'm better at FIFA when I haven't not one out. So I can.
3: It's just it's just the other issues that arise from it though. That, that's the problem. Like what? Well, you know, if you're not released, then are you? So maybe he'll maybe he'll shoot up to school.
4: That, that's what well, I mean. Like the thing is, I become uh, more frustrated, more agitated, short-tempered, moody, uh, and then it, it's just it's like a poison. Once the, the poison's out of your body, then I can relax and like just enjoy life again. So he's doing himself a mischief,
2: if you <laughs> ask me. Yeah. Maybe one day, Wendy will get to interview him and, and I'm sure he'll bring this up. Um, you, <laughs> is, you found Ian on Twitter. He says, which Spurs player would be most likely to quit football to join the Greta Thunberg in saving the world from an ecological disaster? What do you think about that little girl?
3: I don't know a lot about it, but she upsets the right people, so I like her.
2: Yeah, I get it.
3: I get it. Must like, like Megan Rapinoe. Well, yeah,
2: that, that's the, yeah. uh, the, the, the brilliant... USA women's football. Ah. Yes. The thing is with her though, T, is is um that people like do you remember after the game after the world cup that she posted naked on the beach? Mhm. Yeah. Like she looked banging and that's the problem. Is that everybody Ooh. everybody will remember more that her bum on the beach than they will her speech the other day or her playing football. And I don't um know. I think that I think history will see me right I think if you if, if you google her there won't be pictures if you google her and go google images there won't be images of her playing football there'll be images of her bum on the beach and that's that we've got a long way to go unfortunately
4: I, did, I didn't even know she, there, there was a photo that, uh, neither, of did that I, neither did sorry. I to be honest no sorry so,
2: I'm so, gonna go and, yeah you're gonna go and google it now this is what I'm saying this is the part of the problem and everyone who's listening to this is gonna go and go because and, why wouldn't they want to see her bum but she's
3: Still got a platform and she's still, and I words still carry weight. She's so, doing, she's doing I'm the right like sure her. Where you go. At. I like it. So, you, you're asking which footballer could, would make, would do what she's
2: done. Graf Thunberg is done. I uh, would say Eric Dyer. Um, yeah, yeah, he's, he's quite conscious, isn't he, and stuff. Um, just, just to say, I'm not saying that it's. I, I, I remember rapping her in the same way. I'm just saying that the, the, we've got a long way to go before we've really got to a position where she's being taken seriously, and it's, it's unfortunate, and, and we need to listen to her, uh, her speech at the, was it at the FIFA awards? What was it? That yes, she spoke? last night. Yeah, on what though? What was the? Show? Well,
3: she said, you know, she's, in, she's inspired by. Um... Right, Sterling the Bali. Yeah. And um the Iranian woman who um wasn't allowed to watch the football so she self immolated. Yeah. So um I think her bed still carry in I don't think I don't think it's harmed her in any shape or form.
2: No, no, it hasn't harmed her. Uh, she's gotta she, got keep <laughs> I I am just I'm making more of a point in, in the ways that we still view female footballers rather than um you know, seeing them as actual footballers. I think they're still objectified by a lot of people. Yeah, but it's I wouldn't say it's as
3: changed. much so as in... I wouldn't say as much so as since the World Cup and during the World Cup. I mean, before the World Cup, didn't there have these people? Well, but now you've got the Women's Football League over here, which the attendances are growing. So that's 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 changing, but slowly.
2: It's a good thing. It's a good thing.
4: How,
3: like, going back to the original question,
4: how old is that Greta girl? 16. Oh, is she? Oh, OK. I yeah. thought she, she, she looked a bit younger than that. Um... Yeah, I don't know how I feel about her. I just like kind of feel like you should be into. I don't know. I just I don't think I've ever met or known anyone at uh, sixteen, or yeah. girl that is that into climate change and that kind but of. She's not. Uh,
2: she's not like. She ain't like every 16-year-old. She's special, isn't she? She's. She's like. Yeah, that's, what, just, that's what... She is like Elon Musk levels, isn't she? For for a 16-year-old to think and challenge the way she does, then it's like how do you know she's on the spectrum
3: it's, it's been reported
2: okay fair enough makes sense because there, there's an elevated level of intelligence that's not normal and just just like her bollocks are out there do you know what i mean she's going after him. yeah i like it i like it and like you say T, she, she does upset when when you see people raving about them it kind of it's that it's, they're not realizing that they're exposing themselves exactly do you know what i mean um, yeah, to answer the question, I reckon Lucas Morrow would be stand with her. <laughs> I'm, he
4: I'm going with Skip.
2: Skippy. I'm
4: not sure.
2: I'm not sure there's a man in my that would agree with, agree with, with Greta Thunberg, Fun, To be fair, uh, my page, Mike on Patreon he says, "Would you forgive Potch if he won us the league?" But turns out he was noncing the youth team at the same time. Oh God! Is there any other football podcast that exists on the planet? where this would be an acceptable question to ask us. Is there? What have we created? I don't think so. What have we created? Fuck knows. Fuck knows. Is, what have we created? Fuck knows is the right answer. Like, is this, <laughs> this guy, Mike, Mike from Patreon, I'm pretty sure I know who he is, right? He, he thought it was okay to ask whether we would forgive our manager for being a nonce if it meant we'd win some trophies. And the answer, Mike, is yes. Probably we would <laughs> and probably as long as it came out after like five years after we won it, as long as it, as long as it won like, like historical, historical cases. If it's like a present case, it's happening right now, probably wouldn't be able to swing it. But if it's one of them historical ones that happened ages ago, you say, yeah, I'd never quite liked him anyway, but thanks for the league titles. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. You know you got the, you know got that thing about um Tories that are shy, you know, like shy Tories. Yeah. It'd be like that supporting Spurs, I feel like um <laughs> yeah. you know, I'd be i be I like fist bumping to myself that we won the league, even though I don't know it's a pedo. Yeah. Like fucking <laughs> in there. Yeah, I I think but I mean, publicly I'd be like virtue signalling.
2: <laughs> we talked on was Hosbard about how Alex Ferguson I think it was Noah's Hosbard, I might have been in the pod. Uh about how Alex Ferguson would have got away with more than the that those that little coaching um Barry Benham, or whatever his name is, because he he's drove much... into a fucking tree. Another one. He What? So basically, on
3: the day of the court case, he just he killed himself for another bloke. Did he? Yeah.
2: Drove into a tree. Well, that's what happens when you're guilty, isn't it? You do. Unless it was a mistake, his foot slips off the pedal. Might, might be one of them. Yeah, <laughs> missed <laughs> Mr. Break. Then that's karma. That's just karma, isn't it? Lads, have you, have you, ever, have you ever tried to break with your right foot?
1: Yeah. Mate.
3: I'll never do that. Terrifying. I mean, forgive me the left foot. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, sorry, uh, sorry, break with your left foot. It's discombobulating. Yeah,
4: I, um, yeah I, what was I doing? Uh, I was driving an automatic. Um, I, and I, I had a hire car in Ireland a couple of a couple of months back and uh yeah it was just i i i just couldn't get used to it man i kept breaking and using the wrong foot and uh it was just really sharp and everyone was flying forward it's mental
2: yeah it's um it's terrifying i did it just for a laugh driving down the street to see see what it (laughs) see what it felt like because i was pretty sure that my my uh i'm pretty sure that I, like I'd be able to do it. I just thought like oh, this would be no big deal. I'll gradually stop. It was like I'd, it was breaking for the first ever time. Terrifying. <laughs> Don't do it. It's not a laugh. <laughs> Don't fuck about with cars. you know what I mean? Um. Anything to add, boys, before we end and watch the second half of the Mighty Spurs? No, nothing to add at all. Just, just one last thing. What, what if we do lose to Colchester and then we do lose to Southampton?
3: Um, I, I, mean, don't I don't know. I don't. want to think about it. It's a bit like when you and Ricky had that pact after the whole game all those years ago. It was a bit like that. Yeah.
2: Yeah, we were going to do ourselves oh, a man. disservice, weren't we? But <laughs> <laughs> but but the Ricky, we didn't. We didn't. We were going through hell and we kept going. And yeah, that's we, exactly what you're going to do. And we got to watch Spurs lose in a Champions League final. Yeah, there you go. All right, that's it. You've only got a bar in Munich. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it for the Fight Club podcast. Uh, thank you for sticking with us. The thirty percent of you, I know you're still there, so thank you lot. And um, you, you, yeah. And well, uh, well, we'll be back together in person. How how we like to do this. Uh, but thank you T for taking your your evening out and missing the first half against Colchester. We didn't even realise we'd be able to watch yeah. it, but thank you for that. You're welcome. No, actually, you were secretly watching it while recording, weren't you? Yeah, I was. That's why you're a fucking asshole. That's about. why you're an asshole. Because we weren't. <laughs> I was just staring at my computer screen. Ricky weren't.
4: Nah, I'm in
2: my just, kitchen. Just, Nothing's here. Just nothing there, but a bit of fridge. Just sneaky yeah. little tea, watching the football on his own, not telling us a, a dickie <laughs> about what's going on. <laughs>
4: The common money but they're funny like a dummy in the bummy of your mommy Ha ha! Fighting cock we don't give a shit Everybody knows flat baits and prick We can get a sticky in the mini sucking willy really. When you're getting grilly yeah you're gonna bang the milly
0: Sports Social Podcast Network When I clock out of the hospital at 6pm I'm not done for the night That's when Gamer Nurse 40 clocks in And she's got orcs to slay Sure I'm playing a 13 year old in Scranton But he's a level 53 mage with a filthy mouth So I need to stay on top of my game What you call me? That's when I crack open a Heineken Zero Zero. Zero alcohol, but just as refreshing.
1: So I can focus on stealing his
0: gold before his
1: mom tells him it's bedtime. Take that, kids. Heineken Zero Zero. 00 00 percent alcohol. Now you can. Must be 21 plus to purchase. Enjoy responsibly.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network. Sports Social Podcast Network.